This is CliffCentral.com. Progressive, cultured, and brave. The Threaded Exchange with Sia Live on Cliff Central. The Threaded Exchange with Sia live on Cliff Central. This is Sia as I said before, and I'm here from Johannesburg on the best podcast station in the world, and that is Cliff Central. A lot of people might send me hate and say I'm talking a bunch of crap, but I believe that it is. And yeah, I've been away for the last two weeks. Um, sorry, guys. I've been sorting out some stuff with my business. Um, but yeah, I'm here today, and I'll be here for the longest time. Um, and in future, I'll make sure that I you know, make some new podcasts for you guys so that if anything happens and I can't be in studio that I am present, even if I'm not present. Um, and today I've got a very special guest um, who comes from the same hood. Um, his name is Apiwe, and we're going to be talking all things film today. We're going to talk about, as you guys might not know, and I hope you do know, he's a lead actor in the new series called Gulego that just finished season one on Zansi Magic. I've heard rumors that it's been it's going to be continued for season two. And Apiwe Mkefe is from Ekapa Kualanga. And as you, if you follow my story and my journey, you'll know that's where I come from. So we're going to be chatting to him today and, and chat about his journey. How does he go from Gualanga, Cape Town and come to Joburg? And the time he comes to Joburg, he's a league actor and one of the, the best drama, telenovela. I don't know how to call these things. Telenovela. And these things, are like, I don't know what soap. a soap, I don't know what a soap is. I don't know what a telenovela he, he, is. Actually, he will let us know. So like, that? he has a lot of explaining to do. Um, and to tell us about that, how are you guys doing, friends? Yo, Good. we are. Getting there. Yeah, getting, getting there. there. What's wrong? What 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 makes you say you're getting there? What does getting there mean? What, getting there just happening? means you know just getting your shit together, getting the plans, you know, strategies and yeah. stuff in order. It's That's it. Hustle. It's part of the hustle. Yeah, I feel the same way too. Yeah, I feel like I was saying this morning. I feel like a caged animal. Because like I'm going through this process in my business where we have to build all these structures Ish, and all bro. these foundations, and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> like you know, like lo- like the last two weeks I had to be in court in Cape Town. Um, I had to deal with like copyrights and stuff because I want to take Threadman into products, so I had to go to court and sort mm. some things out. But it's good, it's good. Yeah. That thing, yeah. that, those things structures, are done. Structures are for life. You structures know? are for life, and there's no point in like flying high. Without having a solid foundation And I think I've learned that the hardest way mm. So foundation is very important yeah, you'll crash um, You'll crash So I've just been following these things And like working on budgets Working on plans um, The boring the, stuff The boring stuff Three man's relaunching And all that stuff So yeah. we gotta Make sure we're on top of that How's the music journey um, Going guys? Bro it's going great Really um, We have a mix For the people um, a, deep a deep one A deep one Why deep house? Like why it, Deep House? I don't know. I think I think Deep House is just um, it's that thing. It's almost like African trance music. Yeah. yeah. It's like you go into trance and you listen to Deep House. So that's why we love Deep House so much. Yeah. So tell us about this mix. I'm gonna play it now. Mm. Um, and then because I need to let Apu relax a little bit, he seems a bit nervous. <laughs> um, <laughs> he he inboxed me like two weeks ago and I was like, "Yo, I wanna come on Cliff Central and do an interview." And I was like, "Yeah, we'll do it." And then I left it at that. And I'm not very good with communication. And then mm. last night I'm like, "Yo, do you wanna come through to the show and just like, yeah, talk to us?" And he and he was kind enough to be like, "Yeah, yeah. ask him. Um, yeah. Let's do it." And I think is this your first like uh, major radio interview? Um, I would say it's my second, but it's my first online radio one, and I'm quite excited that it's a, that it's at Cliff Central because I'm a huge fan of this yeah. station and the show. It's gonna get lit. We're gonna talk about a lot of controversial oh, yeah. shit. I wanna know yeah. if they're paying you enough, Baba. 
That was indeed a trance. That was indeed a trance. 
And we are back here live on Cliff Central on the Thread Exchange with Siabonga Beile. Please send us a WhatsApp on 0797482090. Uh, we are cliffcentral.com, the word on Twitter. Also, you can reach out to us as the show at Threaded Exchange, you know, X for Wakanda. You know, so not exchange is how you spell it, but put the X there and you shall find us. You can ask us any questions. Um, you can check out on my Twitter. I've got APUM Cafe, who's coming from Cape Town, recently moved to Johannesburg and he just completed season one of Ngululeko, which is on Zanzi Magic, the second most watched show on Zanzi Magic, which Whoa. I think is very, very, very impressive. Whoa. APU, how are you feeling? I'm good, man. Speak loud. We need to hear you. I'm Speak really loud. happy to be here. There we go. Is that right? All right. Yeah. All right. We got the levels. Now I'm happy to be here, guys. Uh, what an honor it is to be on the Threaded Exchange. And man, it's uh, it's been a really good time. You know, Nkuruleko is doing quite well. Second most watched show. And it's great because it's only it only plays once a week. You know, yeah. Sunday at 8 o'clock only. We're competing with shows that play five times a week, Oof. four times a week, and we just one hour. Can I ask you, this is your first major show, right? That is my first TV anything. I always ask people this. Like, people always ask me, what does it feel like for you to be on a magazine cover for the very first time? Mm. And, I, and I won't forget that feeling. I can't imagine how wild TV must feel because now everybody is watching. Bruh. When that first episode played and you saw yourself, how did that feel like? It was a, it was a crazy trip. But the thing is, I had already seen it, you know, before yeah. it even aired. What was crazier for me was that I didn't tell my parents or my mom, like, while I was shooting. Oh. I had to keep it to myself for quite a while because I was like, yo, it's too much pressure. You know, I'm going to tell my mom. She's going to get so excited. And then she's going to be talking about it all the time. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me just focus on my craft right now. I'll tell you, like, when we're close to airing. Also, another thing is I I always feel like so many times in my career, and I've learned this the hard way, I've had... Such I've shot dope campaigns that people will never see. Mm. You know, you go there, you shoot, you get paid. You're like, mm. oh, I'm on a campaign, and then the guy's like, oh, sh- by the way, we'll pay you, but the campaign's not coming out. Yeah. So I've learned that the hard way. You can tell mm. people, yo, look at this campaign mm. I I got, and people are like, but where's the campaign? Like, hey guys, they they pulled me off, mm. and I know with these film things they delete scenes. Yo, a so lot. you're out there pring, but I'm on Kululek or season then, one plays, and it's like, but uh, chief, where are you? Yeah, nothing. nothing. Are you the director? There's a reason why we don't see you. <laughs> Let's talk, bro. Yeah. Um, you come from Gualanga. Yes, yes. Um, yes, we, cool. in fact, grew up together. Yeah. Used to, yeah. I was a bit your senior. Yeah. Like one or two years, like I think. A year or two. A year or know. two. We used to ride in the same transport. Way back. We used to see each other around, used to greet each other. Yeah. Like, almost 10 years later, you are an actor. Yeah. I don't remember you acting. And you are the threaded man. The I'm the threaded, threaded man. man. So tell me, childhood. Yeah. What was your childhood like for you growing up? Like, I have a different experience of Wulanga, of course, mm, and I'm sure mm, you have your own. Yeah. Tell me a bit about that. Um, my childhood was very centered around, like, the arts. As much as I didn't know it at the time, I was always around music, you know, I was always around plays, theater. My dad did radio. And that, to me, opened up a lot of doors because he'd go to a lot of shows, he'd be with a lot of artists, and I was just like, oh, man, this is amazing. Mm. You know, the side of life, it's, like, actually quite incredible. But then... As I grew up, like I never really pursued that, but I always knew that actually I want to be in the industry. I want to do photography. I want to do directing. And picking up a camera actually showed me that actually let me direct, you know, let me chase that academically as well. And Gualanga, oh, it showed me a lot, you know. Um, I won't say that there's a lot of artists there, but it's, it's a really beautiful place, you know, a place where I saw a lot, a lot that I don't really get to see on this side of life here in Joburg. Yeah. And that really opened up a lot for me, you know, visually and just aesthetically and how to how to tell a story as a director yeah so like when when did you make the decision to go into studying film oh this was uh three and a half years ago when i came to joburg you know i I started off at vits 
And I was not I was doing politics then I was like actually uh, You were studying at VIT So you had moved from Cape Town To, to Johan To, yeah. to VIT And then you moved back to Cape Town No 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 I moved from Cape Town To VIT Then I left VIT But I was still here in Joburg yeah. And I was like actually You know what I want to do film This is not what I want to do at all And then I pursued it here here in Johannesburg I studied yeah. here I did one year in Cape Town For financial reasons I just had to go back home But then I finished off Right here in Johannesburg And after Yeah um, I, I think we felt the same way So coming from Cape Town And coming to Joburg mm. I feel like the transition Must have been a bit hectic And intimidating yeah. So yeah. how did it feel Like how did you adjust To Joburg uh, Joburg The pace was quite fast You know The pace is actually Quite quick uh, a, lot of, a lot of things Happened rapidly here Ish. And also The attention here Also after Nkululeka I've seen that Yo It's actually Way more hyped Here in Johannesburg And um, Well I must say That Joburg and Cape Town There's a lot of differences But here it's mainly yeah. business for me You know yeah. when I go back to yeah. Cape Town I go back to rest Relaxing, Get inspiration yeah. You yeah. know Because I feel like Cape Town's more artistic In a lot of ways yeah. Well you yeah, keep it hitting is. my table And then I, I'm so sorry about that And then I bring that all back Here to Joburg yeah. You know yeah. in my work And in everything that I do mm. And the okay. stories that I tell Yeah, yeah. I feel, we feel the same mm. way too So tell me I mean another thing is A lot of people think and I, and I say this with all my guests, I, I believe in lessons and I believe that, you know, for me, everything I do, I want to teach. Mm. And through this interview, I want to teach. And you said something that struck me. You said, due to financial reasons, I had to go back home. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people will see you now on Ngululek or see you pursuing this acting thing and they'll think it was easy mm. and not understanding how tough it was, you know. You know, even I've been broke so many times where I'm the threaded man and I'm like, ish. My business is suffering. I need to go back home. Mm. You know, having the bravery to 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 understand that your journey is a long one, and to understand mm. that in this journey there will come times when you're broke, and mm. to stay honest with that is a really tough thing yeah. because most people don't want to say, "Hey, I'm broke now. Let yeah. me just retract a little bit." Yeah. Has in your journey have you always been the kind of person to be like, "Okay, cool. If something goes wrong, if I'm broke, I'm gonna go back home. It's fine. Mm. Rebuild. Come back." Was that something you did consciously that you thought about? Or have um, you just always been that way to be like, you know what, let me go back home and, and chill? Sometimes life forces you to just calm down, you know? And I mean, it's, I won't say it's an L, but it's a really big lesson, you know? It's really humbling also to just actually... That was a good pun. <laughs> yeah. It's not an L, it's a lesson. It's still an L. <laughs> it is, it's it is, just it is, not it is, loser, it is. it's lesson. Yeah. But that like, just, nice. to, just to, you know, bring yourself towards yourself. Because at the end of the day, you also understand that this is something that you, you know you're going to get to, you know? It might not yeah. be right now. But let me just take a step back. Let me take a breather. Let me refocus. Let me refocus my energy and just think mm. and plan so that I can move forward again. Because if I'm going to beat myself up and things aren't working out, but I'm still trying to push, I can do more damage than, than good, mm. you know, to myself, to my brand, to what I want to pursue. And as a matter of fact, going back to Cape Town was not a loss at all because that's where I got Nkululek. Oh. oh, wow. That's where the additions were. That's where I stumbled across Bomb Productions, who for the longest time I was trying to knock on their door. But lo and behold, when I went home, then everything came together. Amazing. Yeah. Now, tell me, you know, you said you've always been, and, and I think that's also another thing that I want to highlight, is that a lot of young people always, I mean, our peers, let me say mm. young people, makes mm. it sound like I'm older, but a lot of our peers will always ask me, did you always know you wanted to be the threaded man? Did you always know you want to be in fashion? And to be quite honest, half the time, I actually don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm. All, I, all I know is that every day I pursue to live what I love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I pursue to, to chase my passion. Yeah. So as it sounds to you, you went to AFTA, you studied film, mm. you studied writing and all these things. But then was acting your main priority or you were like, you know what, I want to try different things and, and see where they lead. Mm. 
acting was not like in my in my line of sights. I wasn't I wasn't aiming for acting, but acting is something that came to me, I guess. You know, acting chose me, and that was like a great blessing for me because now that I was in the acting space, now I'm in a, now I'm at a place to actually look where else I could go, you know, and also build on onto this craft because someone else saw something in me and was like, you know what, we want you to act, and I was like, ish, okay. As much as I didn't know anything about acting, I knew a lot about what the director wanted to see. So I could translate that. I knew a lot about what writers want actors to do with their scripts. So I could translate that. So acting wasn't necessarily something I was aiming for, but it was something great that happened to me. And I'm really pursuing it. Amazing. Now let's chat about Gululeko. How does that happen? You're back home in Cape Town. You're finishing your studies. Mm. You're like, ish, I'm broke a little bit. Yeah. I need to. A lot, a lot of bits. A lot of bits. <laughs> Yo, let me. Minus, minus five rand. Mm, mm. You're on minus five rand. You're saying, ish. That was the I'm... craziest thing. Tell us to, talk us through me. Okay. Talk us through that experience. Let me tell you the day. I even remember the day and everything that happened. My friend mm. called me. He's like, I want you to shoot something for me. And we need to go somewhere. Like in the morning, he called me. He's like, I need you to shoot something for me. I'm going to pay you, whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go. It's money. I go. I meet some models, whatever, and these girls are talking about an audition, you know, Bomb Productions. I'm like, what? Okay, let me see. Yeah. I look at it, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I get back home, send my details. They call me up the same evening. They're like, come through tomorrow to the audition. So I'm like, okay, cool. And that was that. It was just fluid from there, you know. And the crazy thing is, at the auditions, I met people that, like, I admired, you know, producers that I admired, um, writers that I admired, directors. And I was like, whoa, this is actually all crazy. All these people that I've always wanted to work with are now in this room, and they're looking at me, you know, to lead the show. And it was actually quite amazing. Pure luck and chance. Mm. But I'm grabbing it and I'm running. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit more about Nkuleleko? What's it about? What's mm. the story? Nkuleleko um, is a coming-of-age story about a 17-year-old kid and his three friends. You know, mm. uh, they make a really terrible decision one night and they end up killing a police officer who happens to be uh, his love interest's yeah. dad. Yeah. What? <laughs> These dramas, they always start with a killing. Bah! And then, yeah, the, the story basically, it's a crazy, uh, sequence of events that just rolls off from mm. there. And, um. It's like it's, how to get away with murder, but it can't. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's about these, uh, these kids that tried to get out of the situation, you know, and then there's another guy, Poncho, uh, played by Bungila Manzai, who comes into the story and basically manipulates them into selling drugs. And my character doesn't want to because he's quite ambitious and he's yeah. smart and he's a genius, you know, he's got a future ahead of him, but his friends, They've also got their own problems. The one actually wants to sell the drugs. The other one is gay on the side. So a lot is just really happening. Yeah. And there's just a lot of uh, conflict. And uh, the, the stakes are really raised to another level. Wow. Now, I want to also ask, I mean, for me out of Nkululek, I think the whole cast is amazing. It's yeah. diverse. It's young. Yeah. But for me, you and Shalima stood out. Yeah. Tell me a bit about her. What what has it been like working with her? And I've seen you guys attended. What is that? Um, is it uh, Verve Clicquot Masters in Cape Town? Mm, that you went mm, yes, to? yes, yes. So what it's been like with the castmates, and you know, how has it been like working with them and that and that mm. experience? Because you're all these strangers who are all actors, yeah. and how do you build that fluidity to be like, okay, let, let's build a relationship to be order to work mm. together very well? Um, well, it happened quite like uh, genuine. It was quite genuine and authentic because Shalima knew before the show. And another actor, Uzizi Pabuta, knew before the show. And with them, um, coming into the space, Shalima was already, has already been an actor. You know, she's got experience in the game and this was my mm. first project. So she was someone I could actually go to and talk to about, um, actors' rights and what, what, what we deserve and what, what treatment we're supposed to be getting. You know, yeah. she's someone who knows her, she knows her stuff. You know, she knows her shit. So she was always on the ball, you know, yeah. and I learned a lot from her. 
So um, with her, it was really learning. You know, I took a lot from her. And yeah, yeah, she's she does quite well on the show playing a character uh, with his sister. Yeah. Okay, um, we're gonna. You have something to yeah, say yeah. there, Ernest? Jumping back to the auditions, how easy was it for you to um, convince your parents to let you go to auditions and pursue your. your I didn't tell dream? them. You didn't? I didn't tell them. I only told them when, when I was like, um, actually, I uh, got a job. Okay. And that was it yeah. for like a little while. Because most parents would be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool. Got a job. And then later I was like, actually, this job, um, I'm acting. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be on TV. And they were like, oh, okay, where? Zanzi Magic. Then you know, Black Family, Zanzi Magic. It's like, whoa. But your your family seems like they're very much, you know, in this space. You Mm. said your dad was on radio. Mm. So was there always this pressure for you to sort of be in the industry? Or were they like completely against it? Like, yo, we don't want you to, we want you mm. educated. We want you having a nine to five job. Weirdly enough, my family is actually quite supportive. They, they always knew that I want to do something in the industry. They were never really sure what it is exactly, mm. but they were always supportive about it. You know, they were always like, no, this is what a peer wants to do, you know, pursue whatever you're pursuing. And yeah, but now that it finally came into fruition and they can actually see it now, it's, it's actually really helped a great, great deal. Yeah. yeah. Now moving to Johannesburg. Okay, so now you you get into Inkululeko. Mm. Now you know it's happening. It mm. premieres. How does your life change? You know, one of the things I wish has happened in my career. I wish like the year that I experienced fame or when I blew up. I wish mm. someone could have asked me what I was feeling and going through <laughs> at the time because it's it's almost it's 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 like the slow build up you never see coming. It's mm. like one one person's like, oh, I saw you on that thing. They're like, dope. Then the next month. Ten people approach yeah. you. Then all of a sudden, yeah, it's you, thousands of people are tweeting yeah. about you. So, for you right now, what is it like to be? In your, has your life changed a little bit? Being exposed to the industry, going to events. Are you finding yourself now being invited to things where you like before you were not being Winning. invited? Yeah. You know, you, you're going from breaking into venues now. You get invited yeah. to venues. Yeah, How's that been like? It's actually been quite a trip because you know, from sneaking in to being invited, and now also people that. I've always watched on television or coming up to me like, Oh, a Piwe, oh yes, uh, you're doing a great job, whatever. And I'm just like in awe as like, wow, women's yeah. money, you know, from I've watched him as a kid, kid yeah. and he walks into the room, he looks at me and he knows me immediately. I'm like, Whoa, this is, this is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And, um, the reception from people, it's actually very weird. Like, uh, I really enjoy, you know, talking to kids and little children that come up to me and run up on me and all of that. But also yeah. like from, People that I know, that's been like the strangest one. You know, now they look at me differently. Like, yeah. Mm. But do do they look at you differently in a negative or positive way, or is it a bit Um, both? It's a bit of both. There's nothing in between. It's either positive. So what what are the negatives you find? The negatives I find it's like ah, now you don't want to like put us on. You know, I'm like ah, guys, I don't own this. (laughs) You know, this is not my thing. I was also put on. And like, ah, he doesn't want to put us on, so it's that. I'm just like, you know what? If you're not going to add fuel to my fire, then it's fine. Don't be around me. It's and, cool. and the good things? The good thing, ah, oh, the support, you know. Because, um, I mean, it's quite daunting being in front of so many people and everywhere you go, you know, people just want to, like, tug on you and talk to you and all of that. But um, my friends have really been, like, supportive, you know, pushing me and, like, telling me to, like, continue and to, like, go further. Because some people think that now that you're here, You've made it. You've done it. You know, yeah. you don't need to yeah. do anything else. But this is just the beginning. Yeah. This is just the first step to, I mean, greater things. I mean, we're trying to go very far with this. Yeah. And, and also, like, you think about this thing. Like, people always tell me that I've been around for a while. And then I'm like, 
Talk to Somiz and ask if I've been around for a while. Mm. That guy has been around for over 30 years. Can Yo, you imagine? Like 30 years in the game. 30 yeah. years in the game. Can you imagine? And I it's think a lot thing. of us are in this space of like quick rush, quick mm. everything. Mm. And let me tell you something crazy as well is that the feeling that you feel now of like, whoa, this person knows me. It, mm. it doesn't go away for at least five years. I still feel people don't know me. Like I walk, also walk into a space and be like, I'm Sebi. Everyone's like, of course we know who you are. And I'm like, <laughs> Snap Like yeah, I don't even and, and it's so crazy Because mm. like Especially when you come from Where we come from You know Where you struggle And you You know You do these things You build your brand And then It's it's it's, it's not like Someone gives you a certificate To say okay You've made it now Everyone mm. knows who you mm. are You only know it When you're out there On the field mm. really And mm. you see it getting Worse and worse yeah. How many people know you And sometimes You don't want to be In that arrogant space Where you walk into a room And you're like Oh people know who I am mm. Then it turns around That people don't know who you are Yeah. So I still have that paranoia Of like let me introduce myself. And Always. then people are like, why are you introducing yourself? You see Adele. And I'm like, but you can't walk. There's like 55 million people in South Africa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Out of those 55 million people, only 50,000 follow me. So there's a huge, it's still good 95% that don't know who the heck I am. Mm. So I can't walk around thinking people know who I am. Mm. And also, I'm not trying to, I don't want to validate myself by other people, you know, exactly. or other people knowing me. I'm just trying to be my own, you know, competition and just do my best. And I know that that'll, that'll be enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me give you a bit of a breather mm-hmm. because now we're gonna get into our debate for the show. I want to know how much actors are being paid in South Africa. Are mm. they being paid enough? You know, where do South African mm. actors fall in the spectrum of entertainment? Where do mm. they fall in the spectrum of influence? Yeah. You know, um, is are there other production companies the ones paying actors low money, or is it the channels? You know, I just want to understand more the about the ins and outs of, yeah. of, of the of the industry, and most importantly. How can it be better? Mm. You know, how do we build the next superstars of the world? How do we get the next Lupitas out Mm. there? How do we get the Mm. next Trevor Noahs out there? Mm. So I want to talk to you about that. Um, And I'll do that on the other side of this. But please do WhatsApp us on 0794820090. Tell us what you think. Apio is right here. Um, He can answer all your questions about Ngulego and also maybe about your favorite actors. And if you're a crush... Um, you can tell oh, wow. him you're crushing on him. Oh wow! Um, yeah, he he he's out here. He's with us, and he's gonna be here up until three o'clock. This is CliffCentral.com. This is our Salamans. In the category of Maniswa, this is Salamans. We love Salamans. This is our table. discussion of. Ababandus babo na gomba moda kute ba ya patalo na. Actors get paid in this country. What I will say is this, yeah. Actors should be very smart about how they approach things. It's a business at the end of the day, and you can be exploited if you don't know the business. Mm. Yeah, and what a lot of actors, you know, stumble into, a lot of new actors especially. I was lucky enough to have my family around me, lawyers, people who are quite familiar with the industry. My aunt, who's been in the media for a lot of years. She's a spokesperson for people in government. So I could really reach out to a lot of people on my end. But what I saw is that a lot of actors there will just grab the opportunity because this is the platform and everyone will know my face yeah. mm-hmm. you know and they'll settle for the least that they can settle for but if you know how much you're worth and you stick with that then mm-hmm. definitely you will get what you deserve how do you even begin let me say now i'm a young actor mm-hmm. i go to an audition mm-hmm. and um i end up on a show now there's a contract in place to say you're gonna be amanda mm-hmm. or and um this is how much we're gonna pay you now i'm a nobody so how do you even Gauge your worth I mean You get what I'm saying mm. that, You know You were lucky Because you had This solid foundation Of people around you Who could you know You know Help you with this mm. But like If you had to be up here Who had none of those mm. You've been given This opportunity 
you know, on the other hand, the channel and the show can mm. say, we're giving you a platform. You're nobody. You're not acting anywhere. Mm. You know, how do you, how do you even begin those negotiations, especially when you're dealing with like a bomb production or mm. like Ferguson films? How do you even begin to state your value? Hmm, you must really stand your ground and also know a lot about the business. Cause I mean, if you're on a prime time slot, how much are the ads paying to be on that slot? Yeah. You know, that's a lot of money. Channels make a lot of money. You know, yeah. if you can literally just stand your ground and say, this is how much you're worth. This is your cost of living base. Like firstly, you know, cover that. And then how far you want to take it and how much you think you deserve really what you've done, what you know you can bring to the table. Also, like if you've schooled, it puts a lot on the, it puts, it puts the price up, if I can say. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I can't really put exact figures on it. Yeah. But, but uh, don't okay. settle for less. So let me say, let me put me, I'm not going to ask mm. you about how much you get paid. Um, that's just a lot. But let's say I'm a CIBIL, never been in the industry and I'm being ripped off. What is a rip off figure? So let's say I'm a lead mm. actor in a prime time slot and, um, I'm being ripped off and, um, how much is a rip off? So for example, if I said to you, I'm on a prime time slot, I'm earning 20 G's a month, 20 grand a month. Is that a rip off? No. It's not a rip off. No. We like some actors. Eh, they will go for three to five k. Imagine three to five k a month on a on a prime time. Imagine. And how much time does it take to shoot? Like, I mean, that's another thing that used to make me nervous about mm. like generations or these soapies. I mean, the hours are long. You guys shoot for days, locations. So how do you shoot for all these days and only earn and five thousand? Five thousand. That's that's. That's the part of knowing the business, you know, and knowing your worth and knowing. But then do you think it's the production company's fault or no. is it the talent? talent? So, I mean, on the other hand, you can argue and say, I mean, as a business, you always try and pay the least amount. Yeah. So if you, because in life, you always get what you negotiate. So mm. if I'm booking you for a game, I'm putting five grand and you're taking it. Then I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So can it be argued? Do you think then it's the production companies or is it, is it the actors? I'd say it's a bit of both because they're not going to try and teach you. You know, and tell yeah. you what you're supposed to. You know, they will obviously go for the least because they're a business and they're trying to save money on their end. And as the talent, if you're not trying to make the money, then you are in danger. Yeah. yeah. And the the acting industry also for me in South Africa seems very... It's almost like, I'm not going to compare it to the influencer industry, but there's not a lot of regulation. Mm. So as an actor, for example, I want to know, do you pay tax? I want to oh, know, yes. are there actual bodies that are there to protect your rights? So if you're a young actor that is getting into acting and you want to know, okay, is this my worth or not? Is there a body, an independent yeah. body that's there that you can approach and say, hey yes. guys, I'm on this show, but they want to only pay me 5,000 and rand a month. Can you help me? Are, are, are there bodies there to help young Talent, yes. you know, to, 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 to get what they deserve. Yes. And thirdly, so I'm asking you three questions at once, but thirdly, I also want to know, do you also then think, are there any favoritism in the industry? Have you seen that favoritism? So, you know, let's say I was working on both Brown Productions or Nungululek or Brown Productions, like, yo, see, can you act on mm. Isibaya if they do Isibaya? Mm. So do you think that the industry gives enough opportunity for young talent to come through? Or do you think the industry, you know, 50 or 60% of just it shuffling is, it's, the same it's faces. shuffling mm. the same faces? A lot of them are really just shuffling the same faces. But also with that, I must say that, um, okay, firstly, there are 
associations because it is a workspace. So there is the South African Actors Guild Association that you can go to to know if your right rights are being violated. You know, especially for women. Also, there's a lot of like uh, men are trash things that happens uh, around sets and stuff because it's a mainly it's a male dominated or, yeah, it's dominated by males that environment. So yeah, there are organizations you can go to, and then. The favoritism part, I wouldn't say favoritism per se, because some actors really have experience in the game. So they will obviously really be chosen and catered for before um, newer faces because they'll bring in more revenue and all of that. But um, yeah, a lot of companies really do stick to their own. And as someone who came from outside in, I will say that not ne- it wasn't necessarily difficult no, it was difficult actually getting here. As someone who has knocked on the doors a lot of times, <laughs> it was. But once you're inside, then you actually understand that, oh, okay, there's actually quite a closed circuit. You know, the people here, they'll use people within this room. They're not really going to go far to go look out. Maybe once every five mm. to ten years, which is unfortunate. You yeah. Know? But we can't always look at the three biggest production companies. Where are the other ones? Who's starting other ones? Oof. Could we not do it on our own? Yeah. Mm. And what's, what's your view on that? Do you think there are enough... Um, how can I put this? You're going back to the production company. You're mm. saying we're looking at the same production companies that are running the whole thing. Mm. I know in the advertising industry we have Ogilvy, which mm. basically mm. dominates everything. Yeah. So, and in terms of where we are as a country right now, are there enough black-owned production companies coming through? No. And do not tell me about Ofekasin. No. No, they are not. They are not. Unfortunately, they are not. So, how is that for you to deal with? Just um, white people always. It is. It is stressful. You know, you'll even find that a lot of the black stories that we love mm. were written by white yeah. people. You know, these were white writers. I heard you surprised. Or user, user. You know the, what? White white people created it. White people wrote Incredible. it. You know, obviously with like our help and influence and all of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it also comes down to money and support because, mm. unfortunately, un. Fortunately, when it when it comes to a black man trying to start his own production company yeah. and get it on the air, a lot of people won't really trust it because mm. why? We don't know him, we don't know yeah. what he's done, yeah. you know, which is quite unfortunate. And I do think as much as people want the industry to be open, they themselves need to be open to viewing other people's work, you know, and not necessarily hogging onto the same stuff that they know and that the they're comfortable stuff, with. Yeah. yeah. All right. So in the future, do you hope to have your own production company definitely, definitely doing blockbuster movies definitely i mean the world is watching africa right now you yeah. know and yeah. i mean with abc we're making films we started making short films and things like that mm. and with more revenue that we're making and everything we're definitely going to be making our own films in the near near future can i ask something very key you said something around the fact that you know these circle are closed net and it's something that i think about you know on the one end you're saying that it's unfortunate that, you know, these production companies sort of use these pools of talent because they've mm. worked with them before. It's they bring in their revenue. But also I think there's something special that, and, and, and on the negative space is that they're not bringing in new talent, mm. right? But then on the positive aspect is that for them, those guys make sense because they already understand how that business works. Yeah. What I've found with my business, and especially now that I'm sort of thinking about who I work with, I'm also looking to build my own circle of people that I work with. Because when you work with a lot of different people, you're working also with people who don't understand the industry. Mm. So you and and the way of carrying yourself. That's yeah. another thing is that beyond yeah. you just being on set, you're also a brand ambassador. So everything that you do, everything that you say on reflects social on media whatever, reflects on the show. Who's around you reflects on the show. Sometimes you find yourself, you work with someone, they're attached to your brand 
and then they go off. Mm. Mm. Or you find someone where I'm sure you guys are like there was a lot of probably conflict as well where yeah. there's certain issues that occur. You, you you're shooting with these people months on end, so of course there's going to be shit that's going to happen. Then you find that someone who doesn't have experience will go on Twitter and tweet about that. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand from a business perspective that. It's easier. That's why, you know, a lot of these modeling agencies, even in Hollywood, Hollywood works with actors that they are familiar with. That are fam- yeah, familiar even, with. Even directors. Even, even directors, because as a businessman, I would want to put my billion rands to a film director that I know mm, is going to yeah. pr- produce and it's direct the minimize, best movie minimize and risk. bring me mm. cash. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So how do you think we find a balance between that? Because at the end of the day, I could be seen as someone like, well, going forward, I can be seen as someone who's not Using as many people as I should or not giving mm-hmm. as much as opportunity as I, as I should. But then at the same time, it's like, but I also need to protect my business because mm-hmm. it's one thing to say to me on Twitter, yo, I want to model for you. And then when you model for me, you realize there's long hours. You have to wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's certain things that happen. And then instead of talking to me about them, you go and tweet yeah. about it. Yeah. And I've had a lot of those experiences. So how, how do you think we find a balance? How do you think we give opportunity? But then at the same time, we also make the money we're supposed to make mm-hmm. based on the people that we are, you know, working with. And, you know, at the end of the day, we still want to, we still want to build that talent because, you know, the, the, your, your nomzamos won't be nomzamos for the next 20 years. Yeah. There has to be another nomzamo. There has yeah. to be another, you know, um, a tandokani. There has mm. to be another one. So how do we build the others while still maintaining the integrity of what we have and what we're building? Mm. Uh, I think it comes with a lot of risk from the company and cause they have to teach you a lot, you know, um, coming into bomb productions, we learned, a lot about the business How to conduct yourself And we saw that Okay they're actually Kind of babying us Because we didn't know Anything as soon as we came on And I guess for them That's a bit of a slowdown Because now you're working With new people That you have to teach That you have to yeah. You know uh, Teach a lot of things And imagine doing this now All the time mm-hmm. How far would you actually Go with that Yeah You know So I do kind of understand Why it's not that easy To get in And why they only use people That they've already got mm-hmm. But at the same time I also understand the importance Of letting other people you know, it's an investment. Space. Yeah, it's it an, investment an investment for the for the whole. It. Yeah, it's an investment for the whole industry. I think. Because I mean, a lot of a lot of directors that we've even seen, they 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 do the same thing. I mean, uh, Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro. Mm. If it wasn't for Scorsese, De Niro wouldn't be the De yeah. Niro that we know today. Samuel L. Jackson and Tarantino. Yeah, it's vice versa. It just yeah. it works both ways. Yeah. So I th- I think maybe it's just more of companies just need to be very upfront about mm. what they expect from the mm. talent. From the get go, I'm, I'm sure that's what it was with Bomb Productions. Yeah, they no, just basically told you, "This is what we expect: X, Y, and Z. Yeah. If you don't deliver, yeah. this is what happens." Yeah, yeah. No, the, and then let's talk about Kulego Season One is now done. Mm. Where do you see yourself going? What are some of the what are what are your? Let me just say now, you've walked through the gates. Now you're mm. in the industry. Now you're mm. here. Whether you feel like you're not or I, aren't, you you're here. Mm. What's next for you? What are some of the things you want to explore? Mm. You know, where do you see your career flourishing in the next Where year? the chess piece is moving now? For me, personally, what Nkuro Lego taught me, uh, it showed me my strengths. You know, it showed me, I did a lot of voiceovers for the show. It showed me that I can use my voice a lot, you know. And also now, being signed, signed under Munin's agency, I've also seen that, okay, I can actually maneuver in a lot of different directions. There's film, there's series, there's vocal training that I've been going to. I can do radio, I can do voiceovers. Because I can You're do a lot steal of, my job. I can do a lot of voiceovers <laughs> without actually exploiting my face, you know, without actually yeah. being in the limelight too much, and that's yeah. something that I'm actually heading towards. And then feature films, 
definitely, definitely feature films because a lot of international films are actually being shot in Cape Town, believe it yeah. or not. Yeah. A lot of international series, uh, Netflix is coming down, a lot of things are happening. So that's the space that I really want to go to because I feel like if you can uh, breach that space, then you can really go far internationally. Especially. Do you think in terms of in the next day, do you think you can direct your own feature film? Definitely. Do you see yourself directing some Definitely. music videos and all that? Music videos I could do, yes, but I'm more about film. You know, I'm more about story telling a story. Yeah, that's that's really what I want to do. And telling stories in Cape Town because I feel like, oh, the Cape Town that South Africa knows isn't the Cape Town that I know and love. Yeah. You know? It's not the one that we yeah. know. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. the one that we know at all. I mean, yeah. there are so many amazing stories that we could tell, just Gualanga even. Only. Yeah. You know, there's Uprenda Fasi who came from there, who Dude. deserves... Own story. Mandela used to go to that hood, bruh, yeah. all the time to visit. Benaf. People don't know these things. They don't know. They don't know. And that's why I think it's important for someone like me to be in the space right now and to tell these stories. They need to be told. Amazing. And then besides film, I know you've always had a finesse and like for fashion. Mm. Tell me more about that. Are you, are you looking to go into a bit of fashion? Um, are you looking to even start your own company where you can house all these different things? Because when I look at you, I mean, I don't see you as just a film actor guy. Mm. I see mm. you as an all-round creative that mm. also likes music, that likes fashion and all these things. So is there plans to, to pursue those other things at the same time? For now, I'm focusing on the directing, the acting, and the writing. But definitely, definitely I'm looking to go into fashion, um, you know, endorsing, uh, wearing other people's clothes. I, I love what Kosa people are doing right now. So I just really want to stick with my X-Men and... Focus and you know, <laughs> That's and good. focus and uh, just really be around that. But when it comes to fashion, I'm not someone who makes clothes, but I can really put together you know nice ensembles and carry it and represent it quite well. So definitely, you will see me on the fashion. So stage. now we've come to the end of the show. Yeah. So now I'm going to give you, you know, two things. I need two things from you. First and foremost, what advice can you give to young actors that are listening? They've been struggling. They've been auditioning. They're mm. like. Fuck this shit mm. I'm tired mm. This industry has the same faces mm. I'm bitter I'm angry I'm, I'm just gonna t- I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go turn on Twitter I'm gonna go tweet mm. So what do you have to say for, for young aspiring actors? There is a lot of room In the industry Make your own You know Don't necessarily look at Someone else's space And be like I wanna be a part of that space Make your own Make a lot of noise Create, create, create And they will notice Trust me The streets are actually watching These people They actually look down a lot For inspiration You know And you find that A lot of the ideas on the ground Are actually way better Than the ones on top Yeah So really create your own Do things for yourself And people are watching Trust me You will find a gap And you will make it In your own time Trust the process Dope, 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 dope. And then where can people find you? Give us your, your, your tags across the board. Where, right. where can you find uh, Twitter, it's underscore A-P-M-K-E-F-E. Uh, Instagram, it's A-P-M-K-E-F-E. A-P-U-M-K-E-F-E. You can find me online. You can find me all over the place, yeah. Cool. He doesn't have a phone right now. He just got mine. Oh, man, crime. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he'll have a phone soon. So yeah. But I wasn't going to give anyone my number. So. Yeah, so he'll respond. <laughs> he'll, he'll, respond <laughs> he'll respond to your tweets and your love. Um, Anga Ernest? Power words for the week from friends? I think Apira killed it. Trust the process. Yeah. Yeah. Trust the process. Guys, this is Siabonga Bela on the, another installment of the Thread Exchange. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please look out for the podcast, which will be coming out, 
you know, anytime. You're probably listening to the podcast right now because this is live. Um, and also please check out the mix, um, on Friends's, um, SoundCloud page. It's Friends, right? Yeah. So check out the mixes there. Um, and also, yeah, stay fly, stay cool, stay focused. Also, please tweet us, um, which, you know, guests you feel should be on the show. I want to interview young people doing things, making things, making things shake and making things move. I'm Sia Bihila signing out of the Thread Exchange and I'm going to close the show with some Kendrick Lamar. This is CliffCentral.com.